It's game day, and this is the home of Scottish football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good afternoon and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard as the winter break sees the lower leagues take centre stage It's heating up at the top of the championship with Wraith at Airdrie and Dundee United welcoming Morton League One sees the only unbeaten run anywhere in Scotland or England as Falkirk host Marvin Bartley's Queen of the South And the Premiership may be on its holidays but January improvements, transfers and VAR are never far from the minds of Gordon DL, Mark Wilson and Hugh Keevans. After the kind of week we've had, today is just what we need. No VAR The way we were If a goal is scored You can celebrate No calibrated lines No monitors No yellow cards upgraded to red No reds downgraded to yellow The referee's a balloon But he's not a target Football in the raw And we'll be all the better for it From Firhill to Falkirk From Tannadice to the Excelsior Stadium In Airdrie Follow that Mark Yeah yeah. well some good fixtures today Because the championship is so competitive And looking at the top of that league um, Wraith Rovers is doing exceptionally well But being chased by my old club Dundee United You even look at the bottom of the table Where you've got four sides All in the mix All in touch of that bottom space And then League One Where you've got Falkirk Only unbeaten team Actually if that was asking to beat the pundit I certainly wouldn't have got that I didn't know that So what's interesting football this afternoon? Yeah, exciting times for the championship and uh, obviously further down the leagues. I'm sure the boys out at the the fixtures will enjoy it. Um, championship's really competitive. Some terrific uh, games in there. I'm looking forward to Airdrie v Wraith. I've not even looked down at my sheet, but if Air United are playing at home, I will guarantee you he's there. It is an absolute certainty. But Hugh Keevans, such is the 24-hour news cycle, the social media world. The great thing about the winter break It's not like everybody just forgets about the top flight For a couple of weeks It took us a couple of days to get there We had games to get out of the way We had drama Everyone's getting into the swing of their new year routine But very much transfer speculation Starting to pick up a nice piece of pace early in the new year Celtic have clearly briefed journalists That they are not interested in Scott McKenna So if Rangers want them The field is theirs uh, so that's the first piece of uh, transfer speculation Of the window out of the way It's not a double race for McKenna It's a one horse race If Philippe Clement is interested And today as well There's a prospect of a club record Falkirk 23 games without defeat The last time that happened was 1994 If they beat Marvin Bartley today John McGlynn and Falkirk have created a club record Over to you Marv I think what it'll do Mark Wilson Is that sort of absence makes the heart grow fonder Not necessarily the VAR elements that Hugh discusses But that the Premiership in general It was just coming to the boil nicely We've had to put it on the back burner for a couple of weeks And it's almost already You can just sense it all gearing up to that return In a couple of weeks time Well it certainly will be uh, Aided with a transfer window opening And you just wonder what teams will look like When they come back And we always concentrate of course In this part of the country In Celtic and Rangers And what transfer dealings they will have But of course It's the other sides who will affect Who wins the title This year as well So which signings Will other teams Will Hearts bring in Will Aberdeen add to their squad Will Hibs 
to make it much more difficult um, places to go for Celtic and Rangers. So when we come back, Scottish Cup and then straight back into it, teams could look a whole lot different. Strap yourselves in. There's no shortage of drama, talking points and nonsense on Clyde One Super Scoreboard on a Saturday afternoon, whether the top flight is in action or not. We're looking for you more than ever to get in touch on a Saturday afternoon via social media because it will be that bit quieter, even though there's still plenty happening. So tweet us at Clyde SSB throughout the afternoon and then we will open the phone lines a bit later on as well. See it as more of a blank canvas when you don't have the top flight games to comment on. Maybe you're heading out to a lower league game. Maybe you're using the break to broaden your football horizons. Go and see some teams you don't usually see. A local team, a team with a family connection, someone you've been hoping to go and see in action for a while. You can let us know on Twitter at Clyde SSB. But our hardy bunch of dedicated reporters are in position Round the country Some really good fixtures To look forward to uh, Dundee United uh, Taking on Morton Airdrie Against Wraith As well Those are the two That really have Knock on effects At the top of the table So let's go Airdrie first Airdrie against Wraith Andrew McLean is there Yeah it should be a good one This Airdrie of course Newly promoted Playing really nice football Under Reese McCabe Doing well Fourth in the table as well They'll be encouraged as well By the fact that Unfermline lost To Queen's Park last night They could have leapfrogged Airdrie But a chance for the Diamonds To open up a wee bit of a gap In those playoff spots And if Airdrie are the team That play attractive football Wraith Rovers Are definitely the box office side Of the division If not The whole of the SPFL Top of the league Loads of goals At both ends Some brilliant goals at that And most notably some late drama in so many of their matches. A great season under former Airdrie boss, of course, Ian Murray. They've only lost once in the league this season. And guess who that was to? Airdrie should be a good one today. For the home side, Josh Ray in goal. The back four, Kanayo Megua, Craig Watson, Callum Fordyce, Mason Hancock. And, uh, oh, well, that is the back four. The, the player manager, Reese McCabe in midfield with Adam Frizzle and Charlie Telfer. Liam McStravick and Gabby McGill, either side of Nikolai Todorov. The substitutes, Hutton, O'Connor, McGregor, Gallagher, McMaster, Dunlop, Rowley and Cassidy. As for the visitors, it's Andrew McNeil in goal for them today. The back four, Ross Millen, Dan O'Reilly, Ewan Murray and Liam Dick. The two holding midfielders, Scott Brown and Sean Byrne. Josh Mullen and Dylan Easton out wide. Lewis Vaughan supporting Callum Smith. Up top, the substitutes, Thompson, Matthews, Gullen, Hamilton, Cor, McGill, Hannah, Connolly and Masson. The referee for this one is Dan McFarlane. I mean, it's the Gordon DL Derby. It has to be. You're you know, proud, a legend, in fact, you know, of Wraith Rovers. Certainly one of their finest moments. You played a part in former director of football, no less, at Airdrie as well. It's just got your... Why are you not there? Because uh, Andrew McLean's there. Uh, I've contributed. Duted so much to both clubs, and I hope they're very grateful for. Wasn't it Airdrie when he was employed by Airdrie? For, Never for, mind reporting them for, my, for my service. Yeah, yeah. I'd, I'd <laughs> go to one game. Phone. <laughs> I'd be like, oh, "Where is Airdrie again?" Up to the left. But uh, I think Andrew's got a terrific game. That'll be a very, very good game. Wraith are in great form. I honestly, I'd be over the moon. I got them celebrate with the lads if they got up in the Premier League this year. <laughs> Airdrie, Airdrie in the playoff. Spot now because uh, the Fairland just not happening under James McPake at the moment. Lost to Queen's Park uh, last night, and uh, you know they haven't won any of the last five games. Let's bow to the geography of this since we are here in Glasgow in the West. After all, Partick Thistle taking on our broth. Gabriel's there. Good afternoon, Gordon, from a frosty but glowing fir hill in the West End of Glasgow. 
perfect day for a cracking championship match in the winter sun. Now it's Mark Wilson's Partick Thistle against Arbroath. Two teams desperate for three points, but for very different reasons. Now the hosts are clear in third place. They want to get as close to the top two as possible and go one step further than the heartbreak they suffered in the Premiership playoff final last season. Thistle have won six of their last nine games and their home record has been impressive all campaign. Manager Chris Doolan makes just one change to the team that beat Queen's Park 3-2 earlier this week. A Ben Stanway drops out the squad with a knock. Blair Alston replaces him in the midfield. So it'll be Jamie Sneddon in goal, a defence of Jack McMillan, Aaron Muirhead, Lewis Nielsen and Harry Milne. Uh, Blair Alston, Stuart Bannigan and Kerr McEnroy in the midfield three. Stevie Lawless and Aidan Fitzpatrick out wide. Captain Brian Graham leads the line. He is the ever-present up top. Substitutes are McCready, Stewart, Williams, Robinson, Macbeth, Leon, uh, Lyon, Mackenzie, Dyack, and Adeloy. Now, as I said, it's a very different story for Arbroath. Far from the fairy tale Premiership push they had a few seasons ago, they are fighting for their life this year. They've lost nine of their last 12 games. They sit in ninth place, just above bottom side Queen's Park, but only on goal difference. Now, manager Jim McIntyre came in for Dick Campbell a month ago. He initially stopped their brutal losing streak, but he's also found wins hard to come by. That's proper old-school stuff here, Gordon. I've just been shown the Arbroath team news with a photograph of the actual team sheet that's just been filled out in the changing room. So let's have a crack at it. And McIntyre makes two changes from the side that were beaten at Gayfield by Dundee United three days ago. Gordon Walker and Innes Murray are in. Michael McKenna drops out altogether. Keegan Jacobs is down to the bench. It'll be a 4-3-3 for the Lichties as well. Derek Gaston in goal, a defence of Gordon Walker, Scott Stewart, Colin Hamilton and Darren Lyon. Jess Norrie, Craig Slayton, Innes Murray will be in midfield. Leighton McIntosh and Mark Stowe out wide. Jay Bird will lead the line. There's just four substitutes for the visitors today. Joao Balde, Keegan Jacobs, Keenan Dunwall-Turin and all importantly, Ali Adams. Now, we all know Ali Adams' story by now. Seven days ago, he scored that wonder strike off the bench. You might think, what's impressive about that? It's the fact he's a goalkeeper, Gordon. And we would all love to see him replicate that again today. We'll just have to wait and see if we get that, though. Uh, the, the interesting thing between these two sides is that they've met twice uh, this season. Both teams that won were the away side. Will it happen again? We'll find out in about 45 minutes. Hope so If we could witness another goalkeeping goal I would be all for that On these days We're taking a focus On the lower leagues Dundee United will hope to not be In the lower leagues for too much longer They welcome Morton Under the watchful eye of Dave Galloway Well Gordon uh, Given Dundee United's league form so far Played 18 Just one defeat And the best goal difference by far They could reasonably expect to be well ahead In the championship title race Yet here they are three points behind Leaders Wraith Rovers Albeit with that game in hand And they face a stern test Against arguably the division's form team Morton have secured 14 points From the last six matches Now that is some turnaround From Doogie Imre's men Who were bottom of the table not that long ago. Looking at the teams then, just the one change for Dundee United. It's Ross Graham in for Declan Gallagher. So Jack Walton in goals, a back four of Liam Grimshaw, Ross Graham, Kevin Holt and Scott McMahon. The sitters, Craig Sibbald and Jordan Tilson. Then it's Kai Fotheringham, Tony Watts and Glenn Middleton with Louis Moult up top leading the line. The subs for Dundee United this afternoon, Newman, Denham, Glass... Freeman, Duffy, Mochrie, McLeod, Cujo, 
and Petrie. As for Morton, well, three changes for them. In come Dara O'Connor, uh, Michael Garrity and Alan Power out drop Jack Baird, Grant Gillespie and Robbie Muirhead. So it's Ryan Mullen in goals across the back. Tyler French, Dara O'Connor, Kurt Broadfoot and Lewis Strapp. Sitting midfielders at Michael Garrity and Ian Wilson. Then it's Cameron Blues, Robbie Crawford and Alan Power with George Oakley up top. The subs for the Ton, Murdoch, Waters, Boyd, Katongo, McGrattan, uh, Byrne, Gillespie and O'Boy. And your match referee here at Gloriously, sunny but a little bit chilly Tanadice, it's Ian Sneddon. Looking forward to that one Gordon DL called it It'll be the only thing he gets right all afternoon If Air United are involved Roger Hanna will be there The visitors are from Inverness Yes they are Gordon The honest men are 7th in the Championship After that damaging 3-0 New Year defeat to Morton at Capolo They do have captain Sean McGinty back from a two-game ban today And that's a welcome return Because fellow centre-half Frankie Misonda Is away with Zambia at the Africa Cup of Nations Cali Thistle, they're just one point and one place behind there after their own New Year defeat at Airdrie. 2-0 reverse it saw manager Duncan Ferguson sent off. He'll be sitting in the stand alongside me at Somerset Park today. And Cali have taken just two points from the last five games. The big dunk honeymoon period now well and truly over. They've lost their talisman, David Wotherspoon, after his short-term contract expired. And it was Wotherspoon who scored in the 3-1 win over here in the Highlands in November. Albeit here, won the corresponding fixture 1-0 here back in August. Both teams made three changes from those defeats on Tuesday for here. In come Almondson, McGinty and Smith. Out go much McAllister and Senga. So it's Charlie Almondson and goal back forward, Alicia Ahui. Sean McGinty, George Stanger and Paddy Redding. The holders, Ben Dempsey and Jack Young. Then Logan Chalmers, Paul Smith and Jamie Murphy behind Anton Dowds. On the bench, much Rose and Silla, Mackenzie, Senga and Amarty, Bryden, Watrit and McAllister. For Cali Thistle, in come Devine, Carson and Mackay. Out go Ujdur, Davidson and Longstaff. So it's Mark Ridgers and Gola back three. Wallace Duffy, Danny Devine and Morgan Boys. Midfield, David Carson, Charlie Gilmore, Sean Welsh and Cameron Harper with Max Anderson and Nathan Shaw supporting the skipper Billy Mackay. On the bench, it's Cameron Mackay, Delaney and Doran, Davidson, Longstaff and Brooks, Thompson, Sheridan and Ujdor. The referee is Gavin Duncan. In Somerset Park, like the rest of the Championship, Gordon is a VAR-free zone. Now, when it comes to Ayr versus Inverness, what's the game we all think about? The one Daz talks about all the time, that... That been 3-0 up in the Highlands as their manager against Cali Thistle in the Scottish Cup, losing 4-3, exiting the Cup, requiring a police escort to reach the United team bus. Well, I was doing my research in the game this week, Gordon, and it took me back to season 2000-2001. Would you believe Aaron Inverness met five times that season? And as well as that 4-3 defeat, Aaron lost 1-0 at Inverness in the league. They blew a lead at Somerset Park in a 1-1 draw. They were 3-1 up in the other home league game and lost two goals in the last five minutes to draw 3-3. And they were 3-3 in Inverness after an hour in the other league game, only to lose, wait for it, 7-3. I think that police escort must have been busy that season. <laughs> Mastermind! Oh, no. Hold on a minute, I manager in the 7-3. Oh, did he not forget? Hold on a minute. <laughs> Napper heed. What about... What about... <laughs> Seeing you've got so much knowledge in there and plenty of space for more. What, what about the time that uh, I won the quarter-final to take us to the semi-final? You forget about that one? Or is that just that you're pointing your ears just now? I'm, ready to fall I'm, into I'm, a trap? I'm, I'm, only, I'm only talking, Daz, that 2001 season. You'd love to be back down here. I'm looking across the pitch, Daz, and where the terrace was on the far side, that new band... 
is edging towards completion. It's looking great. Somebody was just asking me if there's a Gordon DL statue going up, but I think the bronze would be too dear for one, one part of your anatomy. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's good to see you've not got to him, though, Roger. Good to see he's not annoyed by that statistical analysis you've just given us there. Air United against Inverness. Check looking that. forward to that. Some great <laughs> games. I don't think I would. Roger I'm Hannah checked it. That. Seven three. I never get yeah. seven three. Oh, that's true. I beat Inverness every time I played them. At well, home. doesn't sound like it. Rogers mate. Oh, okay. I, I wouldn't doubt. Must have been. I must have been away. Uh, some great fixtures all throughout the leagues. That's your championship picture on this show. And there's an absolute standout. There's the obvious unbeaten run of Falkirk. There's a bit of a. Bit of local knowledge for us and Marvin Bartley being involved as well. Falkirk, Queen of the South, David Friel. Yeah, Gordon, what an occasion. The Palmerston Pep visits the Bernabeu. Can't wait. Queen of the South boss Marvin Bartley, as you're saying, he faces one of his toughest tests of the season against the only unbeaten team left in Scotland and England. As you were saying earlier, Falkirk haven't lost in the last 23 games in all competitions. They could break a club record today and they're currently five points clear of Hamilton Ackies at the top of League One. They're going great guns. The last defeat came in the Via Play Cup against Indian United on July the 25th. That's 166 days ago. John McGlynn's side have been relentless since then. In the league, they're chasing an invincible campaign right now. 14 wins, 4 draws from 18 games at the half point, halfway point. And that means they join the likes of Bayer Leverkusen, PSV Eindhoven, St Pauli, TNS from Wales and Santa Clara from Portugal as the European sides who haven't lost a league game yet. So it's an esteemed company they're in. As I say, John McGlynn doing a terrific job. He's the oldest manager in the SPFL at 61, but he's plenty of young talent and a really good squad. There's a solid spine, got a couple of real good goalkeepers. And then I think in the front forward areas, and the likes of Calvin Miller, Aidan Nesbitt, Callum Morrison, he's got attacking players who probably belong at a higher level, but they're doing great for Falkirk. They beat Stirling Albion 5 0 last weekend. John McGlynn, not surprisingly, he's only made just one change. Sam Long, the backup keeper, who did play the start of the season, he replaces Nicky Hogarth in goal. So Falkirk going to line up. Sam Long in goals, Finn Yates, Cole Donaldson, Tom Lang and Leon McCann at the back. Liam Henderson and Brad Spencer will anchor the midfield with Calvin Miller, Aidan Nesbitt, Callum Morrison and Ross McKeever as the front four. Subs for Falkirk are Hogarth, Alan Ross, Mackey, Shanley, McGinn, Mackay, Aggieman, Oliver and Bisland. As for Cooney South and Big Marv, I think they're going to need a miracle to finish in the top three. Falkirk, Hamilton, Cove Rangers, they're already nailed on for, the, for those places already at the halfway point. But Queen's is sit fifth in the moment. In that mix for the final playoff spot, I'd definitely say that. They're also a form team in League One right now. They've got three wins and a draw in the last four league matches. They lost one here, one nil here earlier in the season. Then they drew with the Bairns at Palmerston. So I think they'll have a bit of belief that they can compete with the leaders today and maybe get a result. They beat Aaron 2-1 last week and Marvin Bartley's made four changes and there's a blow as key striker Gavin Riley misses out completely. He's not even on the bench. South, it looks like they're going to go with a back five. Harry Stone in goals, Oscar McIntyre, Paul Mackay, Cammy Logan, F.A. Ambrose and Kyle McClelland at the back. Josh Todd, Alec Ferguson, Craig McGuffey in midfield with Jake Hutchison and Lewis Gibson, who is the son of former manager Willie Gibson in attack. That's one to make you feel old. Subs for Queen of South are Botterill, Johnson, McKechnie, Walker, Connolly, Doherty, Irving, Raggett and Kennedy and the ref is Chris Fordyce. The look on Hugh Keevan's face when he found out that John McGlynn at yeah. 62 is the oldest manager in the SPFL. It makes me feel young. Incredible. Anyway, good luck to the golden oldie John. Uh, yeah, good games uh, down the divisions. A bit of news from League One actually near the top. Hamilton Aki's supposed to go to Stirling Albion later. Uh, I think a half five kickoff. That's off due to a frozen pitch there. So the top flight might be taking a bit of a break for a couple of weeks, but it's never quiet in Scottish football. Regular listeners will know at this stage on a Saturday, we often look back at the week's biggest talking points. I'll have a wee think. See what the week's biggest talking mm. point was, and we'll discuss it next. Action as it happens. And your 
reaction from five on the open line. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard. We have given you team news from our featured matches in the Championship and League One. It's weekend one of the Top Flight's winter break. So lots to look forward to. We'll get back to those games very soon. But at this time on a Saturday, we always look back on the week's biggest talking points. And funnily enough, this week... There was a certain fallout from a certain fixture in the east end of Glasgow that has been dominating. For many, it might be time to draw a line under it. So maybe that line gets drawn this afternoon, but it was clearly the biggest story of the week, so let's not be hypocrites about it. Roger Hanna, what is the latest? Where are we on handball, offside, VAR, statement gate? Well, let's not draw the line yet, Gordon, because I think it's traditional on a Saturday lunchtime. You wait 20 minutes before you draw the line because that's been at, at the nub of the issue. Um, bottom line, Wally Collum didn't think it was a penalty. Um, the waters were significantly muddied 20 minutes later when the SFA decided to put out the offside footage of Abdelassima. But the red line was a red herring because that's not why the goal was disallowed. Disallowed because Willie Collum didn't think it was a penalty. Penalty, I should say, didn't think it was a penalty. Where we are now is referees are unhappy with a perceived lack of backing from the SFA for Willie Collum. I think there's something of a crisis summit taking place tomorrow. Um, Rangers are unhappy that their requests, questions, demands, whatever you want to class them as, have not, in their eyes, been satisfactorily resolved. They do not want Willie Collum officiating at Rangers games in the future. It's a request they've made in the past and haven't had adhered to. They won't have this one adhered to either. Willie Collum will take a Rangers game soon. Wouldn't surprise me if he took the Cup game at Dumbarton in a couple of weeks. Um, and that is where we are now and it may well rumble on for a period of time yet I'm asking a bit too much of everyone here Hugh I appreciate it I was sort of trying to bring it up to today a little bit rather Mm -hmm. than everybody again analysing an incident that was a week ago but it's kind of hard to do that it is all linked but again where are we where are we now what have you made of the the most recent Developments because the incident hasn't changed in seven no. days, but you know, there have been certain sort of updates in the last couple of days. I think we're in a dangerous place. I think uh, Willie Collum has been demonized. And uh, why didn't Rangers put the request for him not to be given any of their games into their statement? They simply referred to the number of requests that they had made. Why not say that we specifically that they've asked that Willie Collum? does not referee their games and tell us why they think he should not referee their games. I think he's been treated grossly unfairly. I think we're as close as we've been to a referee strike since the last time they actually went on strike. I don't know if there is anything to suggest that though, is there? I mean, well, that's Roger's not... telling us there's a meeting tomorrow. Were I a referee in the Premiership, I would be suspicious of what's going on. It's disturbing. This uh, whole incident has not shown the best of us It has shown the worst of us The reaction on our programme has been disturbing uh, From supporters and what they've had to say And I think we're in a dangerous place Because there was absolutely no need to make the request Concerning Willie Collum There is not a league in the world That would allow a club to decide who should referee their games And Rangers surely we're aware of that I don't know why They've gone out on a limb Like that David Friel Now sort of knowing What we do know About it all How do you sum it up? Yeah I mean as I said last week Gordon I think Rangers Had every right to query the process To ask about the offside image To ask 
what went on and, and even listen to the audio I didn't I said last week again I didn't think the audio would be released to the public I think Rangers had some valid points I agree with Hugh I think it's just it, it went too far and I think that specific request um, for Willie Collum not to take any involvement in any future Rangers games it's just never going to happen and I, I you know, I don't like that. I think it's gone too far. It goes to a place where we don't want to go to. And in terms of the referees being unhappy and also getting behind Willie Collum, that's no surprise. He's been a referee for nearly 25 years. A lot of these younger referees, Willie will have developed them, will have mentored them. They'll, they'll hold them in the highest respect and highest esteem. So I can understand why they aren't happy with his treatment over the last few days. And they also want the SFA to come out and totally back him. And I'm sure those referees as Roger said there's going to be a meeting next week I think those referees will come out fully behind Willie I suppose Roger maybe it is because of the absence of clarity maybe that's the whole point maybe if everybody gets the clarity and the the access to certain pieces of information straight away then then you don't have the speculation but it did feel like the absence of that the vacuum of information in the first couple of days leads to it all coming back very personally to Willie Collum you know that there's an assumption there and again I understood it to an extent in the early days that Willie Collum somehow knows he's made a mistake and he's tried to cover it up and it's a sort of scandal on on that avenue but I think now with a bit of time passed and a bit of access to information the process was perhaps an absolute disaster it can have been a major mistake from various people but I, I don't think it needed to come back personally in Willie Collum. He did not send out the VAR image. He, it's not his job. It's not in his remit. He is not the one that sends that to Sky for it to be used. He is also, like we, we said when you were on midweek, Willie Collum as it stands now, seven days on, possibly, probably, might well still think that he got the decision right. So this notion that he personally was covering up his own mistake, I think that's probably the bit that's been most unfair. That aside... I think you're more than entitled to take a look at the overall picture and say that it's been a bit of a shambles. Yeah, and I think it's important to say that there are no lies, there is no cover-up, there is no conspiracy, Gordon. Um, I think the problem has arisen because, as you say, of a lack of information, a lack of communication, a lack of transparency. Um, Rangers wanted to hear the audio. As David said, you know, the general public ourselves, we, we were never going to get to hear that audio, but... Uh, there wasn't enough information fed out right from the very start when at half time in the game last week you guys were talking of it as a stonewall penalty in your opinion at that stage you know the, the, these pictures of the offside lines hadn't even gone out then there's confusion well was the penalty not given because of offside was the penalty not given because Willie didn't think it was a penalty or Nick Walsh didn't think it was a penalty and none of that was cleared up quickly, none of it was cleared up satisfactorily and I think if there are learnings to come from this flashpoint Gordon, one of them has to be the way the SFA communicate information to the league's broadcast partners and to their clubs and most importantly to supporters because a lot of supporters are still in the dark as to what actually has gone on over the last seven days and I think Roger, the, the difference sometimes between when you're in the moment versus when you do have the benefit of hindsight and, and you can look back, it, it it shifts your perspective on a, on a couple of things because I think we can all agree that in some ways the worst thing that the Scottish FA could have done was put out that image with the offside lines. Agreed? Well, it depends. If, if You know, how would people ever know no. that... Abdallah Sima was that, offside. I, I, you, you, you've, you've, I was going for the big sort of dramatic follow-up, um, which 
I, I was going to come back in and say that I think what I was, what I was getting at was on in a nutshell for most people from the outset that's the worst thing that's the thing that causes all the upset and confusion but if we were to be standing here today a week on and nobody knew it was offside it would probably be worse yeah, but I think another league, Bobby Madden made that point, I think one of his social media channels through the week, that, that a lot of confusion was created when those offside images were publicised early in the second half at Celtic Park last week. But I take on board the point you make on it would have been worse if no one had ever known. But other leagues seem to communicate things quickly and I still don't really know why within moments or fewer minutes it couldn't have been communicated that... Abdullah Seema was offside in the attacking phase of play. However, the penalty wasn't given because the officials didn't think it was a penalty. We we have to put an end to this whole conspiracy theory nonsense. You know, this game, Celtic Rangers or Rangers Celtic, is becoming a, a real problem because the loser can't handle it. And, you know, we've now got something amounting to calls for a public inquiry into what's going on here. We're getting politicians involved in it now and talking about secrecy. I've no idea what they're on about. There was no secrecy because Rangers were given private access to the audio and they responded accordingly by then going away and requesting that Willie call him never referees a Rangers game again. So there, there was no secrecy. There was as much transparency as the SFA can allow and Rangers' other request for it to go public, what possible purpose is served by that? Well, see, to be fair, though, I think we, would we not all agree that there would be a certain benefit to that generally? Not not this incident specifically, but just generally. It would allow everyone, as Roger says, fans are a really important part of the game here. It would be nice to know what went into the process. Well, now, I've always sort of thought that any football body, the Scottish FA or anyone else, they should probably decide when they do that and how they do that on their own terms. I don't think we can have one team or one fixture kick up enough fuss and, and then that's why we do it. But, but but in time, you know, once all this calms down, surely that would be beneficial going forward, no? In this particular instance, and I believe in all future instances, this, for me, the release of the audio to the general public would only inflame a disturbing situation. I think we have to be very careful here and I think the SFA were perfectly correct to highlight incidents that have gone on in Europe involving referees and we have to be careful. We, The SFA are the referees' employers and they have a duty of care. Yeah, I get that, David Friel, but I sometimes wonder if... The <laughs> The most boring answer is actually the one that you would get hit with. It now seems like, and I, I don't even think Rangers are not disputing this anymore. You know, there is still a little, there is an element there, I think, of um, frustration for sure. And then fans can obviously get a bit carried away. But if we were to hear that audio, I think it's pretty safe to say that all you would hear is a really short, boring analysis from Willie Collum, during which he says he doesn't think it's a penalty. Like that, that that's that's going to be it. I think it would be the biggest anticlimax in history, Gordon. That's all it would be. I think it would be Nick Walsh and Willie Collum having a brief conversation. You know, what do you think? Did that hit Sandy and Willie Collum looking at it? And, and again, it comes down to that. Willie Collum, as we've, we've all said, the SFA should just have owned the decision. They didn't need to do anything else and, and put out offside stills later on. Just own the decision, back your referee. 
Um, and, and since then it's just grown arms and legs and I don't know who put out the, the still, I don't know why they put out the still, I don't think that's ever really been cleared up but it comes back to the, the one point, as you're saying, the VAR would be very, very dull, it would just be Willie Collum, Nick Walsh talking about a penalty. What about as Roger, your colleague and your boss by the way, you're going to bear that in mind, um, says though, you say you know, don't think they ever needed to put out the offside lines, if that was the case we would be here a week on not knowing that it was offside, as messy as it been, as messy as it has been, would that be better? I don't know. I think the timing of it was the was everything um, in, in terms of the confusion, Gordon. For me to put it out twenty minutes later just made everybody think, oh, that was why it wasn't a penalty. And it wasn't. That's my, that's my point. It was all about timing, and it was a really wordy part of the SFA statement um, the other day about perception and ambiguity and all that sort of stuff. And I think from this, you know, and it's always about you learn from mistakes and all that sort of stuff. I think the SFA won't make that same mistake again. I think they'll actually think about the timing, things, how things come across, how things are perceived to the public. Because not everybody, and I'm, I'm not having a go at the, the kind of general football fan, not everybody understands VAR and the VAR process and attacking phase of play. It can be quite complicated. And I think just by given that still at the time when everybody in the land is watching that game and just assumes oh well it must have been offside it completely muddied the waters it led to a lot of confusion a lot of conspiracies and it was completely needless maybe both things can be true though Mark Wilson because I don't disagree on the face of that but to repeat the point what what is the alternative we would be sitting a week on not knowing that it was offside then and I don't I, I don't get how that's any better I don't think it would be better just a different type of yeah, outrage yeah it would be <laughs> it certainly would be but of course, my opinion remains the same <clears throat> as it was on Thursday night about this whole situation that Rangers making it public, or or however that's became public, that they don't want Willie Collum to referee future games, stokes up, um, you know, stokes up a whole load of trouble that we don't need. Like you says, it, it virtually makes it not impossible, but how difficult is it going to be for Willie Collum to step into Ibrox and referee? A home game And Hugh's right The SFA have a duty of care Of employing them To put them into that situation Is that going to happen Anytime soon I'm not too sure Maybe an away game uh, For Rangers But a home game at Ibrox That's incredibly they, they, difficult They must do it And quickly Because you cannot have The notion Even the how, notion how That, that to referees Are chosen by clubs You simply cannot have that The SFA David spoke about Owning the situation Taking responsibility The SFA Need to own this In terms of Willie Collum He gets a Rangers match Very quickly You're the voice of reason As everybody knows Bring this full thing to a close This is the line Getting drawn On this show well, For this week Well I'm delighted It is gone Because we've had A full week of it And I think the lads Have covered it Absolutely brilliantly um, It's sad to see Because we forgot How good a game it was I know the Rangers fans Will not like me Remind them of that I thought it was a good Spectacle of a Celtic uh, Rangers Old Firm game um, Obviously It's a big talking point I feel sorry For Willie Collum I really do um, I think that I'm delighted That the referees Are getting behind him Because I think David Friel Makes a good point He's been a big part Of refereeing In this country He's refereed All over the world Has he made mistakes Yes of course he has um, We can still argue If Willie still thinks That was not A penalty kick At the weekend We can all argue You know your That's opinions but I think we've got to draw a line under it and I think, you know, like you, I would love to see Willie getting back in to refereeing a Rangers game as quick as possible. I don't think it'll be at Ibrox right enough. I think they'll need to be careful with that one. But it's just a case of trying to clear something up that's got out of hand with the, the line shown at ha just after half time. Um, unfortunately for our 
game and especially a game the size of Celtic and Rangers it's just went a bit far Well there is no VAR today the lower leagues take centre stage and we will go back around the grounds next The team with the biggest support in Glasgow and the West This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard Hugh Keevans, Mark Wilson and Gordon DL are in the warmth of the Clyde One Super Scoreboard Studio We've got the top team out and about at the lower league grounds today Because of course it is the first weekend of the winter break And we love this weekend because it is a chance for us to shine a light on parts of Scottish football That we don't get the chance to when the big boys are in action No VAR, none of that stuff Just football in its purest form Hopefully we get some good games uh, to match that as well uh, Airdrie against Wraith Is an interesting one It is the Gordon DL Derby It's on our patch As a radio station And it involves A team that really has Lit up the championship So far uh, This season Andrew McLean we're, we're now I mean obviously We're, in, we're into the new year Surely um, Wraith being promoted Is a realistic possibility That assumption from everyone That Dundee United Would win it Has been Dwindling a bit yeah, exactly. I mean, people will wonder how sustainable it is, but if you were to pick any team in the division to come and watch as a neutral, it would surely be Wraith Rovers. Both teams have scored 11, uh, sorry, both teams have scored in 11 of their last 13 championship games. Plenty of late goals, but game-changing late goals, and that's been the big thing for them, getting a point right at the end of the game, getting three points right at the end of games, and that is why they sit above Dundee United. And as I said, is it sustainable for this side? Well, they've been doing it for half a season, can they do it for half a season more? Well, we'll wait and see. And Wraith Rovers fans, one sitting in front of me, they'll probably tell you that they think they've got the best player outside the Premiership as well. Dylan Easton, he is capable of magic. Some brilliant goals he scored this season. Airdrie fans know all about him as well from the season he spent here. But it's not going to be plain sailing today. Rhys McCabe has had plenty of plaudits since he took over from his opposite number, Ian Murray. And, you know, it's all about how Airdrie want to play. They want to build from the back, high possession, nice combinations, nice rotations as well. And if it goes wrong, he's one of those managers that he'll take the blame for it. He's, he doesn't want to be too hard on his players because it's all part of this process of him developing this squad and getting them to where he wants them to be. It's certainly working so far there in the playoffs as well, probably above where people thought they were going to be as well. So both teams overachieving this season. But you do have to ask Mark Wilson, did Rhys McCabe learn all he knows from that brief spell playing under you at Brecon? Oh, without doubt. No doubt about that. And he's obviously taken on some of the tactics I employed yeah, at your Airdrie. Team, so. your, your Brecon team were famous for... Passing out from the back and well, we did pass it, it but we just we just gave it away, and the other teams usually scored. So Reese has learned from that. He's got fine tuned. <laughs> he's got other players yeah. that can you know keep possession of the ball as well as him. But he's a big party at Reese McCabe. To, to every be time he plays. To be fair, it's taken him nineteen games to lose twenty three goals. It took you what three or four. <laughs> <laughs> Less than that, I think. Um, the, the backstabbing in this dressing room now is getting <laughs> uh-huh. too much to me. There's no friends here here no, apart from no. you and I. Yeah. The difference at Tanadice, Dave Galloway, is there's an expectation. The expectation probably doesn't cover it. If you're Dundee United, you just need to win that league and get out of it. I wonder how how um, nervous that situation is going to get in the latter half of this season. Absolutely, Gordon. Today, if you look at today's match, I think it's a really good test of how well Dundee United handle all the spotlight that's going to be on them today, the expectation that's going to be on them today. Um, There's going to be a lot of eyes and a lot of ears on this game. You know, can they handle that? There'll be a, a, a decent crowd here. Can they perform 
on the big stage today or you know will it fall flat they have the aforementioned impressive championship record but in all competitions if you look at it that way they've actually lost Dundee United three of the previous seven games um, so that shows they are there to be got at and Morton as I've touched upon already they're bang on form aren't they five wins and two draws from seven matches in all competitions they'll be here full of confidence they've got a, a decent support building up off to my left there victory could take them into the top four so you know huge added incentive for both teams this afternoon yeah, it's a great title race really Ray three points ahead of United United with a game in hand here is Jim Goodwin Unbeaten in six in the league, I think uh, four wins and a couple of draws. Very well organised team, lots of good experienced players within the ranks, players who uh, I know and I've worked closely with in the past, the likes of Alan Power and Broadfoot and you know Callum Waters and one or two others. So um, you know we know what we're going to be up against on Saturday. They're, they're, they're a very aggressive, physical team. Um, we're going to have to win all of our individual battles on Saturday. And if you know we can play to the levels that we've played at you know, in recent weeks, then we give ourselves a good chance of, of winning the game, but it's certainly not going to be easy. Uh, so that is Dundee United against Morton at Tannadice. Partick Thistle are both. Gabriel, Mark Wilson, obviously he's got his Partick Thistle tracksuit on in here and his hat and scarf and socks and underwear as well. There's no suggestion that he's rooting for anyone other than uh, Partick Thistle. How would you assess their start to the season? It's more than a start now, I suppose. Yeah, it's the halfway point, Gordon, over the halfway point. And as I said, they're they're in third position and they want to at least equal what they did last year where they were just a penalty kick away from becoming a Premiership team. They're in third position. Chris Doolan's doing a great job here. We know that there's financial struggles at Thistle. Their home form is very impressive and he wants them on the front foot, not perhaps in the way you see Airdrie or Ray Throwers, but he wants them to go forward, not play sideways passes and attack, score goals. He was a forward himself. He loves scoring goals, and he says that's what he wants to see from his team. So all the fans around me here at Firhill will be happy with where they are. Can they get a little bit closer to the top two? Ideally, yes. But if not, they'll be in a good position if they stay where they are come the playoffs. It's completely a different story for Arbroath Gordon, as we all know. Uh, ninth place, just off the foot of the table on goal difference. To be honest with you, as we all know, it's a miracle that Arbroath are in the championship. How long they've been in the championship is a miracle. You know, uh, they are still down there. They've changed managers for the first time in many, many years with Jim McIntyre coming in. He did stop that losing run. They've got to start picking up wins, Gordon. These leagues, when we're away from the top flight, the League One, League Two championship, so much tighter with the, the, the two teams less. You've seen Arbroath, they're down in ninth. They could be bottom if they lose heavily today, but a win would take them up to seventh, and then suddenly they'd be looking up. Can we be a top-half team going forward? So that's why three points is so vital. Two teams fighting at either end of the table, desperate for a victory today. Ali Adams watch, that's all we're interested in. No offence to everybody else that's involved there, of course, and I am... Joking, Roger Hanna, you have absolutely rattled Gordon DL. He has spent the last 40 minutes frantically Googling, uh, alleging that he was not in charge of air for the 7 3 defeat against Inverness, which we all know, of course, he was. We know it's it's there for everyone to see, um, but hopefully the 2024 version can live up to that. Well, if it's a 7-3 game here today, I'll be rattled, I think. Um, They're both desperate for points, Gordon, and I think 
That was emphasised last night with Queen's Park beating Dunfermline, closing the gap on Ardroth, as Gabriel just mentioned at Farhill, and closing the gap on both Ayr and Inverness, Inverness Cali Thistle. Duncan Ferguson, that honeymoon period has well and truly worn off. I saw him play at Tannadice earlier in the season when he went back there for the first time in 30 years and I was really impressed by them. But they've had something of a slump since then. They've lost David Witherspoon as contracts expired and Big Duncan's trying to shuffle the pack again today just to try and get something out of Cali Thistle. And Ayr's need is just as great. You know, this team finished second last season, lost out in the promotion playoffs. It was the highest finish since Gordon Dale's great days when he was a successful manager here and they had them second behind Livingston and Hibs in the old uh, Division 1, if you remember. So it's been a bit of a slump for here as well. There have been injuries, there have been absences. There's Frankie Masonda away with Zambia to the Africa Cup of Nations. He'll be a loss. Aidan McGeady's injured again. He came on as a sub pardon me, then went off as well in that 3-0 defeat at Capolo on Tuesday, so Lee Bullen doesn't have his troubles to seek, and these three points will be enormous for one of the teams this afternoon. I wonder if it brings its own pressure at the top of League One David Friel, Falkirk have been unbeaten, the only unbeaten side in Scotland or England for a few weeks now, but when it gets to the winter break, there's more eyeballs there, there'll be TV cameras starting to get interested. How can we fill these quiet winter break weekends? Let's go and check out that unbeaten run. And of course, you don't want it to then uh, fall apart just when everyone's watching. Yeah, I, I would totally agree with you. And I think John McGlynn will be very mindful of that. But as much as I like John McGlynn, he's probably the least excitable manager I've ever encountered in my, in my career. Uh, Gordon, he's very, very one-level guy. He will be keeping his players, um, you know, completely grounded. And there's a really nice link between the unbeaten run that, that, that he shares with the, the team in 1994, because Jim Jeffries was manager then. Jim Jeffries actually gave John McGlynn his start in coaching back at Hearts in, I think, 1996. He come from the same town, Musselburgh, as well. So I'm sure it would be good for John if he could go and emulate Jim today and, and actually beat his record. And if you look back at the team that, that played at that time, Gordon, John Hughes, David Weir, Eddie May, Ian McCall, Brian Rice, Kevin Drinkle, Richard Cadet, you know, all our yesteryears here, but it was a great Falkirk team. Obviously, they, they were, they, that run started, straddled two seasons, started in Old Division 1, but I think if the current club could do that, I think they deserve a piece of history today. Looking forward to it then. Focus goes on the lower leagues, but once the game kicks off, you just don't know what Mark Wilson, Gordon Dale and Hugh Keevans will come up with. Plenty of talking points. Stay in touch on Twitter and we'll get the games kicked off next. The winning team all season long. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Hugh Keevans, Mark Wilson and Gordon Diel are in the studio We've got the top team around the grounds As the lower leagues take centre stage The winter break is upon us And do you know what the real disappointment The real scandal of last week's VAR drama And all the fallout It didn't allow you to get the credit you deserved Hugh Keevans oh. You started 2024 with a bang This man got his ACA bang on five last week five. He predicted the outcome of five top flight games Perfectly last week. I was still getting tweets that night moaning about your predictions and all that sort of stuff. No one giving you the credit you deserve. Well, listen up, folks. Do Here your covers extend to our featured games this afternoon? Partick Thistle will beat Arbroath at Fairhill. Dundee United will beat Morton at Tannadice. Air United will beat Inverness Cali Thistle at Somerset Park. Wraith Rovers will win away from home at the Excelsior Stadium in Airdrie. And sorry Marv, Falkirk will achieve that club record by beating Queen of the South at the Falkirk Stadium. 
Yeah, I'll start from the bottom then. I, I can't see Falkirk not completing that uh, record. They will beat Queen of the South. Wraith will beat Airdrie away from home. There'll be a draw down at Somerset. United will beat Morton and let's hope this will beat our growth. <laughs> well, as a guy that knows the Championship very well, player of the year twice, um, I'm <laughs> going for... Partick in a broth. I'm going Partick. Dundee United to draw. That's my surprise wow. result today. Uh, Air United to win a tight one at uh, Somerset. Wraith Rovers and Falkirk. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Goal flashes. With MD Green Pharmacy. New year, new start. Quit the cigarettes with the smoking cessation programme. There we are, we're underway in our featured matches There's a nice refereeing conspiracy brewing though, Hugh oh. We always like these Andrew McLean has pointed out that Airdrie against Wraith Rovers The referee is Dan McFarlane Assisted by Daniel McFarlane oh. I don't know if it's just the same guy That's going to do two jobs at once <laughs> mm. Just giving him his full name Or Save actually, money are, there two the... ofi- are there two officials with... Um, with pretty much the same name In the youth leagues where I am just now You've got the option just of... Paying for a referee or, or yourself. paying for assistant referees That's as well. still an option at yeah, so sometimes like professional under 18 level, yeah, is it? Yeah, so when you go down, you can go to some grounds that there's only a referee there or if it's a Scottish Cup fixture, you will have assistant refs. Do you not send one of the subs with a, a, flag? a flag? A bib. A bib, a bib. yeah. <laughs> do you not do that? No, no, we don't. We trust the referee. We don't. We never complain. When it gets almost every offside. Well, I, I, I don't. I don't think it's about trust. Having tried terribly to play amateur football over the years, I actually can't believe it's expected that a referee can waddle round the centre circle and t- say what's offside and what's yeah, not. But like genuinely, I think they should change the rules or modify them somehow. No offside. This is a real bugbear of mine. You'll be really sorry you got oh, me started. There you go. Because the, <laughs> Sounds passionate already. Because also this notion, right, that dog and duck Saturday morning teams have been working in such a sophisticated offside line that they all step up and then marginally the striker's offside I and line. they all put their hand up and they all go crazy and everyone gets angry that the ref can't see it with a terrible view 50 yards away. <laughs> like, what are we thinking? Who, th- who thought that they, they should gather every amateur footballer up at the start of the season and say do you know what seeing let's you're miles offside you're just standing up next to the goal play on just forget yeah. it you, you have to feel sorry for them and uh, the big uh, daft defenders like you like I say they'll act as if you know we've stepped out there aye, he's, he's miles off yourself come on so in, in our last game before the December break we're playing St Johnson at home our home game so we chose just to have the referee no assistant refs anyway St Johnson players miles off and there's me I'm shouting at him he is miles off how can you not see that and he and the St Johnson coach I don't even know who it was turned around and says well you should have paid for assistant <laughs> exactly <laughs> it's a fair point it's a fair point anyway um, just let me clamber down off my high horse for a second it's at Clyde SSB if you want to stay in touch throughout the afternoon And in fact, do you know what we could do? I think we did this years ago during the winter break But it's definitely time to revisit it With some updated stories and anecdotes from you We're trying to give the lower leagues the attention that they deserve So tell me this Fans of top flight teams I know that most of our listeners will be Rangers fans Celtic fans, St Mirren, Motherwell, etc which lower league team have you got a soft spot for and why? Maybe you're out at a game today. Maybe when your team's not in action, you do manage to go and catch the lower leagues. But I'm really looking for these stories, these mad 
crazy conveniences These little links to lower league teams that you've got It could be a family connection Maybe you just went once and got dragged along by a mate And something stuck Or there's just a memory that ties you to a certain lower league team Anything at all In fact, the more obscure the better Tweet us at Clyde SSB Which lower league team do you have a soft spot for and why? But I need details here I need stories that are going to raise the eyebrows of Hugh Keevans, Mark Wilson and Gordon DL I mean like Gordon played for air, played for air Too obvious, far Mm. too obvious I need something left field I need something to entertain us on a Saturday afternoon So which lower league team do you have a soft spot for and why? Why? Tweet us at Clyde SSB No goals to tell you about in Scotland yet One from a former Is he a former? I mean he's still technically a Scotland international Ryan Fraser He's having a good season at Southampton mm. Maybe a couple of injuries Just maybe mm. Force his way good back player, in I know he's player. had a complex relationship with Steve Clark um, But you never know So he's opened the scoring for Complex as in Southampton. He's been bombed out Well I was trying to just You know Try and <laughs> make it Polite, but sometimes a way back. You never know. Let's do this, Hugh, while we can. Go, Kate. The first half teaser with the Scottish slash football for the best football news and opinion online. Excluding Fabio Silva, he's not in the answer, right? Six players have moved on loan to Celtic or Rangers. From a current English Premier League side Since the summer of 2020 Who are they? Fabio Silva's not in the answer Six players though Have moved on loan to Celtic or Rangers From a current English Premier League side Since the summer of 2020 Name them I like it I like it a lot At Clyde SSB I'm expecting very busy Uh, On the Twitter feed here Because we want your answers to that teaser You need one tweet with all the correct answers on it It's a race, you're trying to do it quicker Than everyone else And of course, I'm asking you for your thoughts Your stories, your anecdotes, your memories Which lower league team Do you have a soft spot for And why Again, don't don't give me a team I I want more I want... Basically I want shocked Hugh Keevans oh. I want somebody that got dragged in a stag do Woke up in Elgin Had an Elgin <laughs> tattoo in his backside And therefore was linked to the club forever That's the level That's enough about Gordon Dale That's but the God. level of madness I'm looking for here <laughs> No well, goals yet I'm still waiting I, for the I, first I, goal I, I'm now on my fourth War League club So Dundee United Breaking Partick Dumbarton so it's too obvious to say one of those But Queen's Park I always had a, a soft spot for Queen's right, Park Now I'm interested Well right. it coincides are looking for a manager <laughs> the man, then got, oh, No I'm not going to worry about that uh, I know, exactly. I know. You can tell the story No I just I, I, Again I was dragged along my school football team The manager of the school football team Had a connection to the kit man at Queen's Park So when they played at the Hamden And it was Old Hamden You know the stand that yeah, hung yeah, over yeah. yeah And we were taking on a tour You're there old. I, you know, you know about in those days, no. Just, just missed that. Anyway, we were taking on a tour with the school team, St Francis, to Hamden, where we met the kit man, and he took us into the changing rooms, and there was not the Scotland strips, but the Queen's Park strips, all set out, and then we got to go on the pitch, and we got to see one of the games, and I don't know. Ever since then, so we soft spot for we Queen's soft Park? spot, okay. but uh, through the years, I've always been 
near in the bottom of the third well, division. You Things did, have changed recently. You didn't have much of a soft spot when I was sitting behind you at Hamden, no, when you were a manager of Brecon. I did, didn't I? I said, wait a minute, he was cheering the goals that was going in. So was I, to be fair. Oh, that was awful. That was a highlight of my life. See the technical areas at Hamden, a lonely place. Oh, wow. Should try in finals of semi Nightmare. 50,000 against the seven. You've tried to shout over, you know. Mark Wilson's got you up and running, and I do like it. It's a, it's a personal, nice. it's a childhood memory. But I just know out there, you lot, our listeners are the best at this stuff. There are going to be some mad connections to lower league teams. Which lower league team? And by the way, don't get me wrong. Like, I, I know I'm being fussy here. You want to give me the conventional ones too? That is absolutely fine. But which lower league team have you got a soft spot for, and why? You just you you you'll have links to them all in some way, Hugh Evans, over yeah, the years. Yeah, I, I had my uh, journalistic anniversary yesterday. Fifty-four years since I walked into the Sunday Post Office to begin my journalistic career. Fifty-four years. Yeah. So when Mark spoke about the Hamden Stadium in its uh, original form, the slope that came down from the the stand roof, the the press box. You went in there, I mean, 54 years ago, we're talking, no mobiles, no www.hoop-de-doo. The phone, and they had, a wee, they had a wee window, in they had phone boxes at the back of the press box. Phone boxes, mm-hmm. and a wee window, so you could see the game while you were dictating your copy. Goal Flashes, with M&D Green Pharmacy. Partick Thistle 1 are both nil, and it is Brian Graham regular goal scorer at this level it was a knock forward from Muirhead goes round the keeper and into the back of the net slots it into the empty net Partick Thistle Mark Wilson's Partick oh. Thistle yeah, yeah, yeah. I was speaking to Brian by a goal to nil Brian yesterday he was saying a wee bit frustrated don't think he scored in the last couple um, but like he's the he's the main goal threat for Thistle the, the skipper uh, just signed a new deal as well so Brian Brian Graham is the Lauren Shankland of Partick Thistle. If you take him out of the team, it's a bit of a struggle, but uh, good luck to him. Does good he forgive you for announcing on this show that he looks like Buzz from... <laughs> uh, sorry, Woody from Woody Toy Story. He wishes he looked like Buzz. Is that, is that not his nickname? Oh, I thought he was... No, but, no, but Mark brought it to our attention and then we just kept mentioning it thereafter. I, I don't know uh, even is, if that is his nickname. No, I think Mark's just, I think Mark's uh, I'm not I sure. I just called him up. But he does. If anybody's seen Toy Story and you look at Brian Graham, put Double. a cowboy hat on him. Double. I think he dressed up as him one time. And nah, he's never forgiven me for can, that. Can, no, I no, tell, no. can I tell me my, my lower league story? I'm, yeah? I'm desperate for it. Because this Worried is... And... No, no, no. This is a true, true story. Fate has it, right? Mm-hmm. Fate. And this is true. Um, <laughs> Do you know what? See if you have to keep saying that before the story. A lot of it sort people, of casts doubt but, but, on what's about to but, follow. But a lot of people think I make things up and I don't. I'm, I'm as honest as the days long. <laughs> Believe it or not, my fate... My, my, it's fate. It was Air United. My first ever, ever game that my father took me to was Air United at Somerset against Motherwell, the club that I support. No way. Hunt Why? on my life because my father's best friend was a guy called, and you can look this up, Adam Hawk, that used to play with Air United. And we sat in the press box way up the back, I think, where Roger's sitting, and he's probably taking up three or four of the seats. <laughs> And I remember as a young boy watching that Somerset and thinking, I want to manage them. I'm going to take them a cup final and win titles with them. And I actually went on to support Motherwell. 
How fates are oh, It's incredible It really is I mean The connection that's, with Air United All the way back That's quite nice story. That's, nice, that's one of your nicer stories My first, my first ever game First ever a Strange place to Do go Do you remember how you travelled there? Uh, car Pony Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I think we went down in the old uh, Cartina in the back with our flash and in the back of Cartina that right I like it it's a positive start but I want you to tweet us give us your obscure links I'll take the conventional ones as well but which lower league team have you got a soft spot for and why maybe you're out and about seeing them today given that the top flight is on a winter break um, but either way share your stories with us I can't obviously have a soft spot because of the the local rivalry But something that just came to mind And I was thinking like What sort of random links would you have to a, a lower league team See when I was You know that brilliant age When everybody's turning 18 And at school So you've got an 18th birthday party Every single weekend mm-hmm. Twice a weekend For whatever reason Everybody I knew It was always at Hamilton Aki's stadium Really? Always. Well, is that a party venue in there? Well, it was. So it was close. Obviously, it's close yeah, it's by from, good, from, from Motherwell. We were just along the road. So, like, Friday, Saturday, every week. Aye. Because it would always be. And you know what that age is like if they're the year above or the year below at school and all the rest of it and all the carry on that goes on when you're that age. And I can't imagine going to a stadium for a party. Yeah, just like the function suite, of course. Function suite's very ah, right, good. Okay. You're on the centre circle, Mark. Well, yeah. The dug <laughs> So, the function room or whatever it's called, and Constantly there, and then I think I think they I think they put an end to it because like a fight or whatever had, had got out of hand. So my my 18th birthday party was meant to be in that it was meant to be in Hamilton Aki's as well until they cancelled it on the morning of. <laughs> she phoned oh, me in the morning and said, no. you have it? We just don't do it anymore." Did you have it? And so Motherwell. Oh, I had we had to scramble around and find a last minute Come venue. Motherwell Miners classic. Oh, so, yeah, I you, love them. I'm Mother sure you've been in there before. But, but cancelled <laughs> on the, the day off. Do you want a few? Oh, stuff? that's a disaster. Yeah, that's that. any party plan. They're my favourite amateur team. At the, at the early <laughs> stages of social media as well, so sort of getting that message out there, trying to no easy all all five pals that I had trying right. to redirect them. So there you go. The Big goal for Clyde out. there. Clyde won. Bonnie Ray Rose nil. Clyde tried to stay in SPFL club, bottom <clears> of the bottom division. Ian McCall and his manager one up against Bonnie Regros yes Connor Young with the goal in 16 minutes putting Clyde ahead there in that one the only goal in our featured matches so far is that Partick Thistle opener against our Broth I wonder if um, the Championship and League One will get bigger crowds in the, the Premier League's off Obsessed with crowds this season Yeah, right? the guys get out there and you Depends know, how keen you are to get out of the house after I think, the festival I, No, season. I think so I mean, I, I was meant to read this out earlier and I missed the boat But was it MGH10 says he was at the Falkirk Stadium with his son Jason To see the Super Scoreboard Derby um, Producer John's a Falkirk fan Yeah, yeah. The Palmerston Pep, of course We're Celtic there, fans, yeah. he said But just taking the chance to go and Taking a game yeah, I like that. That's I like what, that. That's kind of what I was looking for on, on Twitter. Like I said, I, I know I've had a bit of fun with looking for the mad, weird, and wonderful stories, but any at all, if you've got a, a link or you go to lower league games when the top flight isn't on, just tell us about it. Cove 1, Kelty 0. Uh, Roman Burrell with the goal, runaway top scorer in League 1 at the yes. moment. Scoring every week. Is he? Yeah. Up, Who was your about? favourite uh, Elgin you used to pop up with? Oh, Kane Hester. Right, is he, he used still going about? He used to score a lot. Is he not Montrose or something? To move on somewhere. He used to score for fun, especially against us. Every time he played. Oh, everybody scored against you. Mm. 
Yeah, he made it quite easy. I think it was Montrose. Certainly last I checked, yeah, it was indeed um, English FA Cup, of course, as well yeah. today. I know it's, I tell you yeah. what, see, see, just I feel like I'm moaning about a lot today, right? But as somebody who struggles with colour and vision issues, how for, how Newcastle and Sunderland were both allowed to play in their home strip? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, was bad. I mean, little small insignificant details like Newcastle won comfortably and went through, and Michael Beale lost, but unbelievable. I walked into this office looking forward to seeing it. Couldn't tell the two teams apart. And chucked it But always good Our cup is better Obviously mm. But I do quite like The early stages Of there the FA some, Cup as well There was some build up to that I was watching it this morning um, The amount of buses Leaving from Newcastle Well that's um, the only way The fans could get in Yeah they weren't they Giving them their in. ticket Until until they got to the ground That must have been Some organisation And plus the fact Every, every guy walking on the bus I find this very strange because you would obviously turn up your scarf on. Getting given a scarf. They're giving you a scarf, yeah. yeah so Keeps it. I had a bit of colour. I remember this this round, the FA Cup, I always wanted to play. Watched it as a kid growing up and loved it, especially the finals, great Man United teams. And then I went to, I went to Bristol City. Scarred you, tell us. Third round of the FA Cup, <laughs> drawn against Blackburn away. I thought, this is going to be magic. Never played at Ewood Park. Dale picked me. Derek McInnes, you're in it right back. I had an absolute nightmare. Gave the ball away for the first goal. Um, the Swedish boy was playing left wing for Blackburn at the time. Uh, oh, it was Olsen or something. Anyway, just kept running by me and came about fifty-five minutes. <laughs> substitution board came up. My number. The Bristol City fans went wild. They gave you the cheer oh, off. The oh, the cheer off. No. And that's my only taste of the FA Cup. So. No such a fan of the FA Cup anymore. But but the good news for everyone concerned is listening to that story. You're going to make it up tomorrow, I hear. You're going out there. Yeah. You're going yeah. to brave the, the weather. You're going down to support. Who is it? The Queen of South? Stephen Dovey, aye. Yeah. Are you one of the big names on the, the team sheet? So you, so what is this? Yeah, you're yeah. playing in the Stephen Dovey testimonial, testimonial yeah. tomorrow. tomorrow Palmerston um, Park, 2pm. Kenny Miller was telling us about yeah. it last night. Are you one of the All big, the big ones? All the big All ones the big are there. I've got, I've got the teams here, actually. I've got, <laughs> I've got the team sheet from... Um, there are, no, he's right. No, no, no. He's right. There are a lot of big yep. names. So I've got the team sheet in front of me. So um, I saw it on social media. So you've got Stephen Dobie's Queen of the South guest manager, Ian McCall. So it's a lot of famous kind of Queen of the South names. And it's a Scotland legend. Yeah. Scott Brit yeah, Listen to this for a list here yeah. Listen And I know it's exhaustive But I'm going to run through them Scott Brown Legend Charlie Mulgrew oh. Colin Hendry Ah oh, Braveheart Barry Robson Matt Jilks Brian O'Neill Barry Nicholson Barry Robson Gary Naismith oh. Stephen Kearney Kirk Broadfoot <laughs> Stephen Whitaker, Ross Wallace Robbie Winters Simon Donnelly Derek Riordan Kenny Miller James McFadden oh. Stephen Naismith Stephen Fletcher <laughs> <laughs> Your name's Stephen on that list. What? <laughs> you must be joking. No, I swear I'm on that list. list. He said, I, he sent me yesterday. I better be on that list. I swear. I'm not going there. There's no one. Hold on a minute. You've got my boots. You were in here on Thursday night getting old boots off him yeah, for some reason, yeah, yeah. telling us you're going down to play for the Scotland Legends. Ah, legend. You are not on the list. <laughs> well, that's ridiculous. <laughs> I get a text. I get a text from my ex captain uh, at Celtic. No, someone uh, stitched you. Asking me to go. So if I just <laughs> if I turn up and uh, I get who are you here for, mate? Yeah, um, yeah, I was uh, asked to come honest. I've brought these boots. I swear you're not on the list. Uh, these boots that, are too big do for you. Do you know me. that happened? to me once at a, a dinner uh, I'll not tell you it was a, a famous footballer and phoned me invited me to the dinner 
and I turned up and everybody was getting seated and my name wasn't in, <laughs> wasn't in the list. He, he had a couple of shandies in him when he phoned and he forgot to invite him. <laughs> no well, one of them ones. I, I, I was sitting in somebody's knee. Am I playing for Queen of the South? Uh, no, you're not on that <laughs> list either, I checked that. Hey, hold on. Anyway. Hey, you, may, you might be the man <laughs> in the middle. <laughs> <laughs> I've certainly got the boots for up with the black knights he's gave me. You have bummed this up for three days, right? Uh, Talking about legends and everything. See when he said, "See when he said, once we go to a break, I want my boots back." See when he sent you that me that text, I was over the moon with that. <laughs> well, <laughs> I will need to rethink this. <laughs> Listen, don't worry, don't worry, fans of Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Kenny Miller is playing. He's actually yeah. been asked. He'll be there. Mark Wilson who I, I might be there So go This along. is another Celtic one for you isn't it? Everybody in that bus Apart for you Everybody at Palmerston Apart for you But you now you're inviting yourself That's getting worrying You're starting well, to I'll invite yourself I'll tell you yourself. what If we're talking about If you're talking about Lower league teams You've got a soft spot for I mean Queen of the South Right Think of the, the random links Between this show They became an infamous answer On Beat the Pundit When Mark yeah. thought That their nickname was QOS they are managed by our very own Palmerston Pep, Marvin yeah. Bartley And Mark Wilson is about to turn up and play in a testimonial That he's not even been invited, invited to At, at Palmerston <sighs> as well I just like to well, what play I would, football What I would take out of that, right I'm going to give you a little bit of advice Take plenty of clothing because I think you're oh, going to go be on cold. the bench yeah, he's, gone, he's gone from QOS to SOS ah, He might be on the bench Mate, actually Oh, you're not starting You're not even there You're, you're, not, you're not in the 20 man squad <laughs> <laughs> that would be bad Wouldn't it uh, Anyway I'll go along See if they need an extra body Maybe you're Doogie you know, the Dunhamer For the day uh, uh, And the old mascot, the mascot costume. Costume. I'll do that Ain't to help out Stephen Dobie's been a great servant So uh, And you, I can You go and play with Queens Show them what it's all about Exactly Aye You uh, know what I mean Exactly aye He's gutted I'm <laughs> gutted Daryl Daryl Sharp tweeted He's got a soft spot for Clyde And when I said lower league They're definitely lower league At the moment As Hugh told us The lowest Because they moved into Broadwood and Cumbernauld And my work experience Was on the site of the stadium Before it was built As part of the Cumbernauld Development Corporation There we go aye, That's Did a good say one I was looking for weird And wonderful links Yeah I was right in my doorstep Where I used to live Clyde So could practically see it Writes down Give us your work experience stories For next week's January break topic Because I, I think there's I think there's mileage in that Daryl is Now a Clyde fan As a result uh, The squin keeper Peter Head And this is a, This will be a modern oh, phenomenon oh, oh, oh. You two won't um, Appreciate this DL and Keevans But um, The squin keeper Is now a Peter Head fan Because they became My football manager team To take to the top flight There you go Living your life through Computer games Marcus, Barry, Johnson Borough We climb over the wall To get in for free Huge crowds in those days We won the cup in 68 And the whole town was buzzing Yeah I suppose I'll take non-league As well as Lone league Ian grew up beside Shawfield He's Clyde as well Clyde are getting quite a few Quite a few mentions on here It has to be said But give us what's, your What's happened to Johnson Borough Just now Is Graeme Doran still playing And Kyle Lafferty Is it doing right? a bit quiet Saying some big names In the summer didn't they uh, Montrose have equalised against Annan O'Airdrie. How did I miss that? There we yeah, go. It's yeah. one of our featured games as well. Goal flashes with MD Green Pharmacy. Goal Airdrie, it's Nikolai Todorov across from Hancock, headed in off the post. And at the top, that could be a big one. Wraith leading the way and the <clears throat> trail Airdrie. However, if there's one team that's likely to come back, it would be Wraith. But Airdrie have taken the lead. 
Yeah, but every this season, I think Andrew mentioned it, um, I've got a good record against Wraith. Um, they're at home, early lead. So that's a terrific start from the Diamonds. Goal Tanadice as well, though. Goal flashes with MD Green Pharmacy. Dundee United did not get the memo. Goal Morton. They've gone in front. So that's the top two teams in the division trailing there. And it was just <coughs> after a United chance as well. There was a ball over the top. Um, Malt had a couple of goes at it and it was saved in the end. But as George Oakley with the header makes it Dundee United nil, Morton won. Yeah, um, I think a few of the lads in the studio looked at me when I said I fancied Morton to get something up at Tannadice today. So, good start, but still plenty of football to be played. Plenty of goals. I told you the lads round about the grounds would love the games. Morton okay. season so well, why far has you been... Go? Why don't you volunteer to go for that? one if nah, you're so keen? don't fancy it. Don't particularly like it. Um, I would miss you guys, to be honest with you. I would go with Gabs, but I couldn't get in his car. What about the size of his? <laughs> He's sitting next to his car, isn't he? That's the only car I know he, he could stick in the dishwasher. That's <laughs> <laughs> small. Uh, I was surprised at how small it is. The old oh, washing you, machine on wheels. Uh, you don't even leave that outside. You take that and sit it in the hall. <laughs> <laughs> stick under the stairs. <laughs> Anyway, don't know how we got on to that George Oakley uh, with the goal Morton leading at Dundee United There's an extra an extra few beats per minute if On the GBX If um, Morton win That's always the rule Hugh yeah. Keevans here on a Saturday night Quicker boom boom That was the last goal to tell you about Stranraer One up against Oh, Stranraer at Elgin There's a journey mm-hmm. for early January isn't oh, it? How long's that one? Oh, what you want, miles or time? Or? Time, I like I, a time I, I, I imagine I like when time. they set out this morning With this frost that was out there uh, Surely they must have thought Is this game going to be on? Imagine they got all the way up there Five hours maybe? Five and a half hours according to Google Maps Five and a half oh, So you finish You leave there six Seventy miles and If you're in Stranraer You're going home at half eleven, twelve at night That's a waste isn't it? Oh. I wouldn't be playing there <laughs> oh, it's grim. Stenhouse Muir won 4 for nil. Gregor Buchanan leading the way in League 2. Uh, let's remind ourselves of your teaser, Hugh, if we can. <coughs> Excluding Fabio Silva, half a dozen players have moved on loan to Celtic or Rangers from a current English Premier League side since the summer of 2020. Who are they? Okay, let's do some wrong ones to try and help you. Marty thinks that Ryan Kent might be one. No, he's not. I would say the most common wrong answer, um, and Aaron Cox is one of them who's gone for this, Elianusi. No. Why not? Show me the working. Because... Southampton are not currently current, yes. an English Premier League side. See? You have to think along these lines The beauty of this Gordon DL Who fancies himself at the teaser I saw you mouthing one to Mark earlier That was a terrible answer Really bad Nowhere near it Well um, so Name me and shame me Tell me who Oh really? Fraser Forster Oh right okay. oh, That's the one he's contributed to yeah. Rubbish And a goal Yeah here And the Gordon DL derby Goal flashes with M&D Green Pharmacy In fact this is not This is just the game That ridiculed you Many times <laughs> yeah. Air Inverness Cali Thistle 1 It's that experienced Goal getter Billy Mackay On 29 minutes there Opening the scoring An error by the goalkeeper A bit of a tap in He likes those ones Billy Mackay Tried to play out Made a mess of it 1-0 to the visitors Well Roger was talking about Duncan Ferguson And the honeymoon period Being well and truly over Similar to what happened to him at Forest Green Started well Fell away Got the sack uh, 
he has had a colourful introduction or reintroduction to Scottish football and uh, that's a very good scoreline so far as it is for Clyde 2 nothing up now yeah. uh, against Borneerig Logan Dunnicky with the goal oh my sympathies my, my, my feelings go out to Mark there on Twitter who says that he's got 7 answers for the teaser and he calls it a dumb question El Yunusi's not an answer Mark Southampton are not a Premier League team look at me getting all cheeky because for That's once we aye. might for the first time in <laughs> 6 years we might have actually got the teaser right don't speak um, too soon come no. on Mark credit where it's due El Yunusi can't be an answer because Southampton are not in the top flight QOS keeper Harry Stone is down injured Marvin will be devastated good young goalkeeper on loan from Hearts extending his stay till the end of the season and he's he's looking okay to continue for now well it's a, a tough task for him this afternoon but by the way how quickly a season turns for Marvin we were chatting what six weeks ago seven weeks ago having a wee joke in here mm. that oh he's lost the first goal again he's in a whole of trouble he didn't appear for <laughs> how many weeks and now when oh, you look at the there, league table he's up there yeah. he's fighting and he could find himself within the playoff ah, he's, a, he's a professional I tried to convince him to come in and do last night's show the night before a game he was oh, having none of it not nah, a chance. Chance. No, 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 seven no. Exactly. Not interested in tactics. He was on his PlayStation. Oh, all night, apparently. Oh, don't mention that to oh, him. Wait. When I was on with him, <laughs> we said to him off here, and he, he went off and won. Aye. Uh, where are we? Donald Stilling Albion, because his dad played a game on the old Anfield pitch. Oh, yes. Did you remember yes. there, Hugh Keane? Yes, played there. That. played there. So I was asking which lower league teams you've got a soft spot for and why. Ian's an Aberdeen fan. But Clyde Banker is soft spot Uncle used to take me to Kobe Ken Eady was the boy Oh yeah Ken was a fantastic goal scorer uh, Came from Edinburgh Ken Eady uh, Terrific goal scorer For the Bankies In the great days of Kobe I used to have a competition Against him at Airdrie Yeah He was terrific What a goal scorer he was Yeah He used to score about 34 I got 35 36 I was Nip and tuck All the way uh, Graham Baird QOS There we go That's his soft spot yeah. Grandfather followed him for years I was at the Scottish Cup quarter final When Ryan McCann scored from over 80 yards Was it the following game When Queen's beat Aberdeen 4-3 at Hamden Best game I've ever been to Says Graham So we're trying to give the lower leagues a bit of love Give me your stories And do you know what These are all really good And they're really nice So I'm enjoying them I still feel like I'm waiting for that That mad one That clincher That, that like Yeah like, I like that How on earth did that happen um, Dumbarton nil, one of Mark Wilson's former teams. East Fife one. Oh. Kieran Miller with the goal on thirty minutes there. So on the train the way in, a lot of Dumbarton fans making their way down. So you were Murray. talking about attendances. When yeah. you say a lot, yeah. um, well, there are table of four. <laughs> and there were a seat spare. <laughs> <laughs> That's a big crowd for Dumbarton. Let me tell you. Uh, so you got the. Training today here I did you? I did I, like I, I was, Well I was at the gym this morning And I went to Oh Partick Duck Club I went to other, the gym Other restaurants are Don't men, don't just mention it Because you think You're going to get a freebie Next oh, time you're yeah, in there No I don't mind paying in there It's exceptional But I went to the gym today right, And I went on the machine uh, Leanne says Mum will go on the machine that Vending, caught, vending. Uh, Not a vending The one that oh, Gordon Bale was on the bio to see the you know, and stuff the like weight that, yeah. and how you are and I was thinking oh that's still come up uh, okay results weren't they so good well, I, think that's a great, no. I think that's a great idea so you two are obviously trying to get fit for the new year I think you two should have a body fat percentage competition aye, this year aye. I'd like to see the results of that the bio I'll wipe him the bio 
Like so, that. so his uh, my bio age was forty four. <laughs> <laughs> so what I did to get over it was go to the duck club and eat chips. And what what was yours? Uh, I was two year younger. So you've knocked two years off. You've yeah. put what five on? I put aye aye. It's not great. I can't be right. There must Huge be some sort of malfunction in that. Two hundred and seventy. <laughs> I, I wish I would love to oh, get no. you on that here. Uh, how do you, how do you measure this? Uh, just science is above our head. Yeah. Just take it as it is. You stand you on the scales and you hold the wee grippers, and it sends I don't know something yeah. through your body, oh, okay. and then you get the guesses. how old they are. A, pers- <laughs> uh, yeah. a person how your bio the sort of age of your body, if you like. So you can like defy your actual age, like Gordon Yale has, or you can be worse than your actual age, like Mark. That's the thing. I'm googling that. Oh. Saying, what does that mean? What does a diet of cold beans and red wine do for your bio <laughs> age? That is a question for any sports scientists out there. So I'm not happy. Are, are we it. going from now to the summer? You see who can get the lowest body fat. <laughs> do you know what? Um, don't don't do this because I can't have this in my conscience when one of you drops to four percent and I'll, kills I'll, I'll take that on in the studio. No, that's yeah. It's 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 irresponsible. <laughs> what about who can get the most body fat? Well, we did that. That's, <laughs> that's, that's a fair one. Yeah. <laughs> I did. I did stop in and get a cookie as well on the way here. So, see what the wasted, machines do. You <coughs> wished at the gym. Here we go. This is. We're getting towards the weird and wonderful here. Chris has tweeted in to say that East Stirlingshire was the team that he's got a soft spot for because he started going to watch them after reading a book that he bought in Poundland. Oh, there oh. you go. Uh, was at the last ever match at Furs Park pitch invasion when they avoided finishing last that season. He says I played with them. Oh, Who? He's Sterling? Yeah. <laughs> when? I, honestly, I, I remember. Yeah, such a varied <coughs> career. Oh, terrible. I was in a bad way at that time. Uh, and <coughs> in what way? I, I just I sort I of fe- I, I fell out of love with the game and right, I sort of gave up. Too much right. money and lifestyle. I was like Georgie Bass. And, <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, right. and, uh, and I remember that's what put me back. Um, Derek Whiteford and David Whiteford played yeah, with yeah, him. Yeah. yeah, they took me. They took me there for a few games before Frank Connor come in. I'll always remember. Right, they, they used to sell you like a lottery, a, a raffle, right, and I won it. And <clears throat> as a player, I was you won ba- the halftime draw. I was based on. It was true. It was based on the the crowd, right? So if there's many and you, you're thinking oh now the secretary come in can't says, believe you're explaining how we know how these things right, work come, right? in, come, in, come into the office <laughs> of this come into the office and pick up your money and I'm thinking oh I've won the I've won the half time draw the lottery oh fantastic and I walks in and uh, I was I think at that time it was about £47.50 or something <laughs> And I looked right and I went, £47.50? And the wee woman behind the desk says, Aye, it was a rollover. (laughs) 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 Okay. Writes down, tell us about your halftime draw wins from the week after. (laughs) Topic on the show. You used to to be desperate for that scene when I went to Celtic Park, the Paradise Windfall. Way back when it first started at at the new Celtic Park. Used to be desperate for because it because clubs of that size are not theories that like no one ever wins it or you know, it aye, it's a fix. Mm-hmm. Aye, because you just see the guy coming on half time, he's ticket, yay, and you're thinking, Who is that? Nobody, that could be anybody. Oh, I would have loved to have no, not even your voice oh, quit. I was a rollover for the last home game. <laughs> Goal flashes. <laughs> With M&D Green Pharmacy It's one of those days They're going to boo The half time draw At Tanadice Because it's Dundee United Now Morton 
two remember Dundee United and Wraith both trailing both obviously going at it at the top of the league uh, it was Oakley there was a, again so it's a double for George Oakley it was a strap cross uh, Oakley with the finish and it's going to be an interesting reaction to the half time whistle from the home side there well th- th- we know the reaction it's going to be hostile uh, what a chance if Wraith Rovers can get back at Airdrie Wraith are three ahead of Dundee United to go six points clear of Dundee United what greater incentive does Ian Murray need and those Wraith Rovers players for the Dundee United fans they need to get out of that division Dundee United you know to talk about Dundee United as a lower league club is a contradiction in terms for me uh, but they need to get out of there and that's a poor show so far you were you were thinking not that long ago Dundee United would run away with this yeah. league and yeah. they looked at, they've only well that's two today nine goals they've lost and what 19 games incredible and they're still second but I don't know what it was I fancied Morton I didn't go for the win I went for the draw but there's still time yeah. for United to come back sh- shooting down that famous Mark Wilson Hill Aloha 1 Edinburgh City nil. Bobby Wales on loan from Comarnock has opened the scoring there Edinburgh City of course became a bit of a famous answer on Beat the Pundit this week Yes Brilliant. Much to your embarrassment Mark was, Wilson Aye Aye it was that I mean I don't think I can claim much from the victory I will take it but um, If Marshall Had for beaten me With that answer I don't month. think I, I could have Resurfaced and beat the Pundit It's a great performance Call, I mean we've gone in early But one of the calls of the year Has to oh, be yeah. Hugh Keevans Yeah uh, Marshall from uh, Vermont Vermont, So for anyone who didn't hear it Make sure you go to Wherever you get your podcasts And listen back Because Marshall from Vermont Has never lived here He's not an expat He's just from Vermont But he came to Glasgow once Or a couple of times And just loved Super Scoreboard And then phoned in And took Mark Wilson to a tiebreaker And beat the pundit By getting an Edinburgh City Uh, answer right I was so captivated by... Marshall from Vermont that when it was all over I got out my Willie Nelson record collection and put on Willie Nelson singing Moonlight in Vermont Goal Flashes with M&D Green Pharmacy Game on Dundee United score it's a Liam Grimshaw cross a former favourite of Gordon DL's from his time at Motherwell Kai Fotheringham with the header and that a bit different maybe they will start to Clap the half time drawn out at Tannadice Dundee United 1 Morton 2 that, that sounds like a team who get the fright of their lives when Morton went 2 up and they've gone into the Morton half of the field like scalded cats and they've come out with a goal and that will you're correct that will change the mood around Tannadice well it's certainly needed no doubt about that I mean it's Everybody thought Dundee United would just run away with that league, and it started off Don't look looking at me. like that. I've got a Nokia. Look Man, at the other no, two. No, 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 no. But um, they're making life difficult for themselves. United, Jim will be wanting a better tune out them, particularly when Wraith are still losing at Airdrie. It's a good opportunity for them to. To catch him up with a game in hand, what but that Clyde? game's not over. What about Clyde? Oh, Three up now. Easy street for them, Hugh. Against Bonner, I get yeah, that. call. Welcome. You know, the, in the January window, we're speaking to an East Coast Bride fan last night in Super Scoreboard, and I said to them, in the January window, Clyde will bring in players because the the notion of Clyde not being an SPFL club any longer. 
for those of us who remember quite the Scottish Cup winners and all the rest of it uh, they're going to throw everything at survival uh, yes, yeah, so Clyde, they are looking like they're home and hosed, you would have to say Game on at Tanadice, you can still get your teaser answers in Brian Allison has sent me a message to say Genuinely, his soft spot team is Queen of the South Just because of us and Marvin Barley uh, uh-huh. um, Ian Mackay saying that his sister Claire won the Paradise windfall way back I was at school and I was made to go in the centre circle with her to collect Mike Galloway who was the player making the draw oh, I was a Celtic, Celtic icon uh, Mikey yeah. Anyway listen don't spoil it because next week I'm going to ask probably for your stories about winning half time draws So uh-uh. we don't want to go a week early on the the topic uh, David soft spot lower league team at Annan my son played pre-season games on trial for Annan they wanted to sign him but he's 16 doing exams travelling and it was an issue so decided against it and then one year later Rangers are in the same league and the boys that he played with beat Rangers at Ibrox gutted he missed out says David you know, sliding doors moment mm. hey Annan who could have foreseen Do you? I just didn't like the, the journey down there, the set. Oh, that was just. So, uh, I think it's a place I've never been to. Aye. No, I don't mean Annan's as in Annan. I mean the pitch. I couldn't even tell you what it's called. Well, you've it probably called? not been to Annan either, then, have you? Which, yeah, I passed through Annan, I think. Can we, can I get we, a I got a pod once. Um, what is the name of the ground? Uh, Gallabank. Gallabank. That's a very one. That's in a bucket list. I'm sure it is. I'm sure it is. Uh, Falkirk getting frustrated. The Palmerston Pep, he's been working in that defensive shape all week. He's been drilling it into them. Uh, And Falkirk running away, breaking records and all the rest of it. Can't find the breakthrough yet. Uh, Let's round off the teaser, Hugh, because remember, none of your nonsense VAR delays. Halftime whistles will be upon us soon. The first half teaser with the scottishsun.co.uk slash football for the best football news and opinion online. The six players, excluding Fabio Silva, who have moved on loan to Celtic or Rangers from a current English Premier League side since the summer of 2020 are Shane Duffy, John Joe Kenny. Cameron Carter-Vickers Ahmad Diallo Nat Phillips and uh, Abdallah Sima I like it I like it well done if you got it right lots of you did and the winners are as follows Jay Dunnett 72 third place well done Jay Dylan Patton in second place and Matondo was the winner so well done to you all getting there faster than everybody else very impressed and we'll have a Who Am I with an added twist for Gordon DL on the Who Am I because he likes to portray himself as the winner, uh, the, the champion of the Who Am I. Well, we're, no. we've got our suspicions as to whether he's a cheater, sorry, or not. So we're going to try and take some different action this afternoon and see if he can still come up with the answer. But well done for now. Just waiting on halftime whistles going around the grounds. You can still tweet us which lower league team do you have a soft spot for uh, some good ones coming in? It has to be said. Um, apparently, Sean's dad supports Queen's Park because he's the window cleaner at the training ground. Hey. I mean, again, just, why not? Aye. Get a great view. 
Must see some sights as a window cleaner. Oh, eh? I'm surprised you've never <laughs> dabbled in the cleaning uh, as of windows. A, as a window, you're scared of heights. No, I think I think the window cleaners could probably tell us a few stories about me. <laughs> you're scared of heights. <laughs> you showed me that video it. earlier, <laughs> weren't you? <laughs> <laughs> the window. That was, uh, was cleaning. I've got no idea what video you're on. About. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to bail you out. It's half time at Somerset on social media. No idea. Which window related video? Air United nil and oh what a game, Dave. Galloway is witnessing Flashes With M&D Green Pharmacy King Louis They used to call him In our part of the world Gordon Diel We try not to Call him that anymore But we won't hold it against him Louis Moult A header From close range And they're level Dundee United 2-0 down About to boo The half time draw And it is 2-all We are level In a 4 goal thriller It's half time In air Roger Hanna Half time at United nil Inverness Caledonian Thistle win. The Highlanders probably fortunate to be ahead. And what a howler it was for the air back line to gift Billy Mackay the only goal after 29 minutes. Air started brightly. Kelly keeper Mark Ridgers making an excellent save, tipping over a long range effort from Logan Chalmers after just eight minutes. Ridgers then called into action again moments later, saving another shot from distance, this time by air midfielder Jack Young. But then Cali Thistle handed the lead in 29 minutes. Recalled goalkeeper Charlie Albinson playing the ball out to centre-half George Stanger. He tried to return it to the keeper. It was a clumsy touch and it fell invitingly for the skipper Mackay. Recalled to the Cali Thistle lineup this afternoon to tap in for the easiest goal he will score this season. Cali keeper Ridgers again called into Yankin four minutes later to deny Chalmers with a smart save at the near post after the winger burst into the Inverness box. Wallace Duffy, he was booked moments later for a tug on Jamie Murphy as he tried to bring it back on level terms. But perhaps fortunate not to be two down three minutes before the break. Albinson saving from Nathan Shaw's deflected shot with skipper Sean McGinty completing the clearance. A lot to do for the host in the second half. Air United nil. Cali Thistle won. Half time. Partick Thistle are both. Gabriel. Yes, Gordon Partick Thistle 1 0 up here at the interval. Captain Brian Graham's well taken goal and difference between the two sides at the moment. And that strike came in the 12th minute. Defender Aaron Muirhead just knocked the ball forward and it looked like a standard ball. But by the time it dropped out of the air, Graham had beaten his man for pace. Arbroath skipper Colin Hamilton clearly losing the foot race. Out came the unrushing Arbroath keeper, but Graham knocked it round the outside of him, ran the other way, and slotted the ball into an empty net from a tight angle. Lovely goal from the 36-year-old. The game settled down after that. Arbroath got back into it a bit, had several shots from long distance, and their best effort was a deflected one from Jay Bird. Several set pieces as well for the Lichties, but they failed to capitalise on any decent play they've had. Thistle made a late push before the whistle there. Uh, they had an appeal for a penalty. Blair Alston appeared to be pushed in the box, but of course no VAR. The referee, Callum Scott, waved it away. Graham nearly got in again with a ball over the top. He couldn't quite get round Gaston this time. And then the best chance of the half to make it two fell to Aidan Fitzpatrick. He cut in onto his left foot after some good work. He hammered the ball at Gaston from close range. It was a great save, but he had to score. Thistle will feel they could be out of sight with a few chances just there. But... The game is still in the balance. Arbroath have a chance here. As I said, with Wraith losing, Dundee United drawing at home, it could be a huge day for Thistle and Chris Doolan. So a big second half coming up, Gordon, as the sun sets behind the far stand here at Fur Hill. It is Thistle 1, Arbroath 0 at half-time. Game of the day so far, Tanadice, Dave Galloway. 
Yeah, and what a first half it has been. Dundee United 2, Morton to a lively end-to-end -end first half with both teams carving out some decent chances. Morton keeper Ryan Mullen made a good double save to deny Louis Moult's lob after a ball over the top and then kept out Moult's follow-up. Just after that, though, the visitors took a 25th-minute lead. Michael Garrity's cross converted by George Oakley's header into the bottom corner of the net. A lovely uh, headed finish there and it was 2-0 in 36 minutes Oakley once again this time showing great strikers instincts to get on the end of Lewis Straps cross into the danger area very poor defending again though uh, by Dundee United but uh, just uh, two minutes later the fight back was on Grimshaw floated in a lovely cross Fotheringham's header uh, made it 2-1 uh, reduced the deficit and then um, as half time rapidly approached um, a header from about uh, three yards out from Molt great strikers instincts right place right time ball came into the box and he uh, did the needful uh, the Dundee United fans were um, starting to kind of turn on their team but uh, it's amazing what a fight back can do they go in um, very much in the ascendancy now uh, has the balance swung in their favour we'll have to wait and see uh, very good first half the Dundee United 2 Morton 2 what a game what a game so far where have we not been where do we need to go half time for David Friel in the big one in League 1 yeah, half time gone. Falkirk nil, Queen of the South nil. Not as exciting as Tannadice here. Falkirk still in course for that record 24th game unbeaten. But I'm assuming John McGlynn's going to be a frustrated manager right now. They've dominated, they've piled on pressure, but they probably haven't created enough clear cut chances. Marvin, Marvin Bartley's Queen of the South have been really well, well organised. Effie Ambrose, 35 at the heart of the defence, he's been outstanding. It felt as if he got his head in everything early on as Falkirk sent in cross after cross. Falkirk did have a penalty claim 15 minutes in. Calvin Miller's cross appeared to hit Cammy Logan's hand, but Chris Fordyce wasn't interested. The referee. Falkirk continued to press Cole Donaldson fired one way from 20 yards Aidan Nisbet cutting from the right he sent a rising effort wide of the upright Callum Morrison had a low shot save from distance but it was all really from distance Liam Henderson probably had the best chance just before the break when he headed over from about 10 yards to say Falkirk will feel they can create a lot more but Marvin Bartley's side will be a tough nut to crack on this evidence of playing well Queens half time Falkirk nil Queen of South nil uh, Let's speak to Andrew McLean who's been watching Airdrie against Wraith Rovers Airdrie 1, Wraith Rovers now the half-time score. It's a Nikolai Todorov header that has the hosts ahead in this one. Although it was the visitors that had the quicker start across from the right, met by Lewis Vaughan. No power on that header. It was actually bouncing wide before it was cleared. A few moments later, a shot from an angle. Vaughan again, that one turned round the post by Josh Ray. Then a Josh Mullen delivery from a free kick. Caused a bit of havoc in the Airdrie box, but Josh Ray managing to get his hands on that one as well. Airdrie at that point resigned to speculative efforts. Both fullback. Megwa and Hancock having a goal but no luck for them they forced the first real big save though Nikolai Todorov's curling effort tipped over by Andy McNeil Airdrie started coming into it and got themselves ahead 24 minutes in a cross went all the way over to left back Mason Hancock on the other side his was a really good delivery and there was Nikolai Todorov with a header off the post and in for 1-0 Wraith tried to get back into it Dylan Easton cutting in as he does shimmying past a couple of defenders but once again a good save from Josh Ray this time down low to his left to beat it away from goal an even game here so far but Airdrie showing the clinical touch when needed to get the better of the league leader so far the half time score Airdrie 1 Wraith Rovers 0 and we'll do a full round up of the half time scores next the fastest goals the expert opinions this is Clyde 1 Super Scoreboard
Winter break of course In the top flight But plenty of football To get your teeth stuck into Today The halftime scores From the Scottish Championship Airdrie 1 Wraith Rovers 0 Air United 0 Inverness Cali Thistle 1 Dundee United 2 Greenock Morton 2 Partick Thistle 1 Arbroath 0 In League 1 It's Alloa 1 Edinburgh City 0 Annan Athletic 1 Montrose 1 Cove Rangers 2 Kelty Hearts 0 Falkirk 0 Queen of the South 0 Stilling Albion against Hamilton Ackies later Has been postponed In League 2 it's Clyde 3 Bonnie Rig Rose 0 Dumbarton 0 East Fife 1 Elgin 0 Stranraer 1 Peterhead 0 The Spartans 0 And Stenhouse Muir 1 Forfar Athletic 0 Some select results from the FA Cup for you Won't do them all Sunderland 0 Newcastle 3 is a full time score uh, Sheffield United are 2-0 up at Gillingham QPR 2-0 up against Bournemouth Premier League Bournemouth Lyndon Dykes has scored in that one Ryan Fraser has scored for Southampton To see them lead Walsall by a goal to nil Hugh Keevans Seagulls The Brighton 1-1 away at Stoke uh, And maybe a bit of a shock in the cards Watford 0 Chesterfield 1 We will bring you our second half action after these 